0: Yeah, like I think of my energy and my time and all that as like a bank account and I'm just like, I'm going to invest my energy and my time into things that I believe are going to create a return on investment, right? Like I'm not going to like engage with and support and follow and consume stuff that like has nothing... Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but nobody really does. So let's talk about it. Each week, I'll be sharing a candid conversation with a super cool human who has a perfect story to share. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com/ perfect. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So go to www.audibletrial, that's A U D I B L E Trial, T R I A L, dot com. Slash perfect p-e-r-f-c-k-e-d and you can get a free audiobook download and start a 30-day free trial right now hey guys (laughs) i'm laughing because i literally just recorded this entire episode right before this and then i looked down at my phone to like stop the recording and i never hit record in the first place so, <laughs> that's that. Uh, so, this is this is take two, and I hope it goes as well as the, the original take. Um, but yes, hello, 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 hello. Welcome to The Perfect Podcast. This episode is being released early to everybody who participated in the social media detox challenge with me over this past week week. Um, for those of you who did participate and you're listening right now, thank you a million times. I can't wait to hear how it went. If you're listening to this um, when it's going live to everybody else, um, you missed out. <laughs> it was a really good time um, and hopefully you can join us on the next one. But today's episode is specific to what to do when you get back online after taking a break from the internet, from social media, from using your phone entirely, whatever it is you need to take a break from. So um, I am focusing on this specifically because I feel like it's the main component as to why social media detoxes, when people do them, don't really work or like don't really do anything. So a lot of people... Like, this isn't a new concept. Like, people all over the internet are doing this. They're doing social media detoxes. They're deleting the apps, whatever. But, like, when you just delete the apps in this fit of rage and you're just like, I'm sick of it, and you just delete the apps off of your phone, like, it doesn't help. It doesn't. And I'm saying that from experience because I've done it a ton of times. And it doesn't. It doesn't help. And the main reason why, I think, is because you don't lead up to that point with like a sort of prepared plan of how to use your time that like off of the apps, right? Which is what I set up the detox with to begin with was that whole guidebook about like you're going to be off of your apps for seven days and you're going to have all this extra time that you're used to like being on your phone. Here's how we can set your week up so that you know that you have other things to do with your time. So you've been thoughtful and you've thought about it and you're like, okay, I'm going to do all these other things when I feel like reaching for my phone. Like that prep time is, is crucial when you're really trying to like gain anything from deleting the apps off of your phone. And the other really, really, really crucial component that I think a lot of us forget is like when we do sign back on, because we do sign back on, like we're not quitting social media and leaving forever. That's not a thing. So like we all come back online eventually and if we just come back online and just continue how we were before we deleted the apps, that being offline did nothing. It did nothing. Like it was just to prove to yourself, like you could do it, like you have enough willpower or whatever. But like, if you really want to gain anything from something like a social media detox, it's important to be thoughtful about what you're doing when you sign back online. And, um, a big part of that I think is just like, becoming more intentional with your time when you're on the internet. Um, that takes practice, that takes discipline, that takes like, um, regular checking in with yourself on how you're feeling and all of that. But a big part of it, which is what I want to talk about today is about setting boundaries with social media. Setting boundaries is just like the most important skill a human being should have, in my opinion. I think it is, really important in regards to like you know just i don't know like self preservation is that the way to say it i don't know like having really firm boundaries just helps you show up better for the people who who need you it helps it helps you in relationships it helps you in work environments it helps you in like loving yourself it it helps you in like eliminating toxicity from your life like really checking in and knowing like what serves you and what doesn't and what you're willing to invest your energy in like all of that starts with setting firm boundaries and and honing that skill practicing it and strengthening it because it does take time to really get a grip on what that even means for you individually um So since coming back onto social media after all the times that I've, like, deleted it and come back, deleted it, like, on and off again all those times, um, I've started to figure out how to make it a safer space for myself that isn't, like, a mindless, soul-sucking cesspool, right? Because it can start to feel like a toxic waste dump a lot of the time when I'm, like, scrolling through my newsfeed. So I've become a more conscious consumer of the content. That I'm um, engaging with, and I'm more mindful of who I follow on the internet, and more importantly, why. Like that's the big, big factor. Like, why are you following who you're following? Why are you developing the certain habits that you are? Why are you reacting to things in a certain way? Really checking in with yourself and understanding why you you do what you do is really important, and it takes. That distance, it takes leaving social media behind, it takes deleting the apps, it takes whatever it is, stepping away for as long as you need to gain that distance so that you can reflect on what habits you've formed and how you've been feeling and all of that. Because when you're just kind of in the thick of it and scrolling and doing it day to day and it becomes like your, your muscle memory kind of, you, yeah, like you don't realize what you're doing it is mindless. That's the name for a reason. It's mindless. So taking a step away and really reflecting on like what all you're doing and why is a big first step. So why do you follow the accounts that you follow? Are they friends you want to keep in touch with? Are they strangers who offer inspiration? Do they make you laugh? Do they make you think? Do they make you feel something? Or have you not really put that much thought into it at all? and if you haven't i encourage you to start doing that now that we're back um i recently ran a poll on my instagram stories um in an effort to better understand you all to understand my audience to prepare this social media detox and um i asked everybody like what type of content they like to consume right Because if I'm going to be online and I'm going to be creating content, I want to add value to the lives of people who are consuming my content and I want to create content that they want to consume. But when I asked that question, I realized that like most people don't really know what content they want to consume. They don't even know what content they are consuming. They just consume it. Right? Like after a while, like you don't real you somehow find all these accounts and pages and people and whatever, one way or another, and you subscribe to them. And then they just live in your newsfeed forever and you're consuming them passively, but they're getting into your subconscious. They're affecting you. They're, they're doing, they're, they're getting to you. And if you're not being thoughtful about what you're allowing into your life and into your psyche and and everything, like you it it can, it can get messy, right? So that's the trap that like mindlessness of, out of boredom, out of distraction, whatever it is, that's the trap. And by the time we swipe our thumb up on our screen and blindly, you know, find the Instagram app or find the Facebook app and we tap it open and start scrolling, we're already sucked in without even realizing it. Like we don't even know how we got there. It's it's muscle memory. And for those of you who did do the detox with me, like you can attest to this, like I'm on day three right now of the detox it's Wednesday as I'm recording this and from between like Monday and Wednesday I've noticed this happens so many times that like I'll just be sitting like maybe not have something to do for like a moment like I'm waiting for something whatever and I grab my phone and I tap my thumb around on it looking for something to do And it takes me like a few seconds and then I see my thumb just like kind of like pecking around at my screen and I'm like, what am I doing? Because there's nothing there for it to open. Because I don't have like the only thing my phone is being used for right now is email, text, phone call, camera. Like that's it. I don't have any games. I don't have Pinterest. I don't have any um, online shopping apps. Like I deleted everything off of my phone that isn't those like core functions and yeah, like, I realized, like, whoa, in those moments, it's just this, like, habitual muscle memory, like, I literally have found myself just phone in hand, just staring at it, and there's, like, just staring at my home screen, and I'm like, fuck, man, like, how much of my time am I wasting just doing this, like, all these little moments, maybe it's, like, minutes here, minutes there, but, like, I could be doing other things, I could be thinking I could be like just letting my brain settle for a moment. I could be resting, like all these other things I could be doing. So I think that's just one of the downfalls of this whole social media machine. And it's a big reason I feel like some of us feel like not so great using it. Because maybe we're not um aware of that habit necessarily, like when we're in it, but the feeling still lingers. Like that that mm, I don't know the word, like it's not guilt. It's not shame. Like in the moment, it's just this like icky, tired, drained feeling after like staring at your phone for so long. But you know, of course we still use it. That's the truth. Like I, like I said before, like you're not going to quit social media forever. We always come back for more. And I think that's okay. I think that's like a really okay thing. I do believe that social media has so much to offer us. It's so valuable. It offers all these different opportunities for connection, for collaboration, for inspiration. There's so much good on here, but it is like kind of drowned out by the noise of the toxic bullshit that kind of fills up the feeds. Um, But yeah, I've come to the conclusion that it's it's maybe more good than bad if you take that perspective. It's it's a better time when you're on there. Um, I used to be like really cynical about it, but I'm trying to convince myself that there is more good than bad on there. There is good to be done. There is really good stuff to be had and shared and whatever. So, um, yeah, you're, you're still going to be on there. I'm still going to be on there. So what can we do now that we're back? Um, we can exist. We can exist with this technology and use it in a way that adds value to our lives, right? Like, it's not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We need to coexist with this shit so that it doesn't just keep making us feel bad. So my suggestion is, like I said, setting boundaries and becoming conscious of how we're using these apps and what type of content we're consuming. That involves a lot of paying attention It involves a lot of honesty with ourselves and it involves some like ruthlessness, I guess, is a word that's been used for me. I don't know if that's like the correct word, but um, I don't know if I'm being ruthless when I'm like unfollowing people and deleting friends or whatever. Like, it's just like, yeah, like I think of my energy and my time and all that as like a bank account and I'm just like, I'm going to invest my energy and my time into things that I believe are going to create a return on investment, right? Like I'm not going to like engage with and support and follow and consume stuff that like has nothing to do with me. Like certain, like, like we have, like people are creating content with a target audience in mind. Like don't follow people who's not, who aren't creating content for you. Create, like follow people who are creating content that is specific for you. You are their target audience. They're writing and creating with you in mind that's the whole point. So like, I want to share a few of the ways that I try to set boundaries with social media. Um, so far I feel like they're working. Um, I still feel like being on social media can turn into a big waste of time if I like lose track and I'm not mindful, but I feel like I'm wasting less time on social media because I've started implementing these strategies because I am more conscious of my relationship with it because I'm more intentional with my time. So obviously the first one is gonna be deleting the apps off your phone. We just did that. I think that it was very valuable. Um, That could be like what we just did, deleting it for seven days. Some people delete it for 30 days. Some people just delete it for 24 hours. Like whatever you need just to like get that feeling and like that distance, do it. Um, The idea is to just like delete the apps off your phone for however much time you need to see how often you find yourself swiping open your screen looking for the apps right it's a lot more often than you realize like the people I just talked about that like the people who are doing the detox with me like I bet you agree with me like I don't think I'm alone on this one um so there are other tricks like um that i've heard people try like they and i've done these i've done all of these it's not other people i'm talking about myself um but you can like create like home screens that like kind of like call your attention to like why are you looking at your phone right now like whatever um there are like apps that set alarms and close out the apps when you um shouldn't be on them anymore you can um log out of all of your social media so that every time you try and open them back up you have to like log in You can put them in, like, a separate folder in your app screen so that you have to, like, go looking for them. All of those things are, like, good practices if you want to just, like, remind yourself in the moment to be, like, more mindful. But, like, they're there. Like, they're not going to help you, like, take a break. They're not going to help you gain that distance from the app so that you have time to evaluate what you're doing on there in the first place. Like, I always compare it to, like, when I when my kids get all their Halloween candy, like we get this big bowl of Halloween candy and I hide it from us, (laughs) like hide it from myself mostly. Um, and I like put it in the top cabinet above the fridge that like nobody can ever get into. Um, but I know where it is (laughs) and I eat candy all fucking day long until I end up like donating the candy. So like, it's like the out of sight out of mind doesn't always work. Um I know with social media that didn't work for me. I always ended up on it anyway. It wasn't until I like rem- like physically removed the apps from my phone and they weren't there anymore that I was able to be like okay now like now I can really evaluate what like my habits are, like what I'm doing on the on the phone. Um so the second big thing um which I touched on a bit is unfollowing people you don't know and who don't add value to your life so we forget that we are in control of who we follow online Um, over the years I had followed thousands of strangers around the internet and that was because I was like trying to build a business online for some time I was starting my blog and like a big part of that is trying to like build a network and you kind of just like follow for the follow back and whatever it is but then I like went dark for about a year And when I signed back online after being away for so long, I realized I had no reason to be following most of them, like not because they were bad people, not because they were producing bad content. They just like didn't serve me in this new season of life. So I started to become much more mindful of who I was following. And there was a time where in an effort to gain followers, I had started following anyone and everyone in order to get followed back. And that left me consuming the content of a bunch of strangers so that when I did sign back on, I would scroll through that my Instagram feed and stop myself every now and then and I would see an account or I would see like content that I didn't recognize or didn't necessarily enjoy and I would just hit on follow. Like there's those little three dots at the top of everybody's like post. You click it, you hit on follow, boom, it's done. Like it's so... Easy and you don't even feel it and they don't even feel it. Like it's fine. Because if their content isn't like I and a big part of this I feel like a comment I've gotten is that people feel like this weird sense of like guilt, um and obligation to continue following people even though they don't um aren't like served by their content just because they like feel bad, like, oh like I feel bad on following them, like if their content isn't serving you, if it doesn't do anything for you, if it doesn't inspire you, it doesn't motivate you, it doesn't teach you, whatever it is, it's not for you. Like everybody who's creating content on the internet is doing so with like a specific person in mind. And if you, that content isn't like, like connecting with you, that's a big sign that you don't need to be following them and they're not going to feel a loss when they don't have you following them anymore because their content isn't for you. Like you're kind of like a waste of space in their follow feed because they don't need, they don't need you, just like you don't need them. And that's okay. Like it's not a negative thing. There are a lot of people out there pro- producing a lot of different types of content. Everybody has something for everybody. Just find the people, find your people, find the people that you want to hang with. Um, so yeah, I did that. I realized that I was following a bunch of people I shouldn't be and I started unfollowing them. And, um, yeah, in that process, I lost a ton of followers, (laughs) obviously like 50 in a week or something. Um, but as much as I'm back online to focus on like building this and like building my platform or whatever, like followers who aren't consuming my content and instead only like me because I liked them are not the audience I'm focusing on growing. Right Just like the people that I'm unfollowing feel the same way about me. So now when I go on Instagram, I really, really, really enjoy myself like it's all it's honestly like my favorite place to hang out on the internet. And like just like I said, it's like finding your people. It's finding people that you would want to hang out with in real life. like that's my biggest takeaway, especially with Instagram. Like there have been so many different like influencers and accounts and people that I like reach out to, or who ask questions and I engage with their content, whatever. And they engage back with me. And I've developed these like relationships with people that I don't even know, but like, they're all people that I like vibe with that I could hang with. And at the end of the day, we're hanging out with all these people on the internet. We're hanging with them. Like we're, we're spending our time with them. You might as well create a group of people that you like want to hang with. Like you don't want to hang with that person who like posts that thing and makes you feel weird. Like, you don't, you don't want to hang with that person. But yeah, I think that's been like my biggest metric lately is like follow people that I would like want to hang out with in real life. It's like a big one. Um, the third um, component, I think, to setting boundaries with our social media use is privatizing your accounts. Um, maybe you're somebody who like me is like creating content to build an audience and you're have a platform maybe you have a business maybe you're an influencer maybe you're um, a blogger or or whatever and you need to have a public account obviously because that's how people find you but you also have a personal account and if you don't and if you kind of just mesh them all together I would advise to start considering that distinction that like line of demarcation like what should be public as part of your brand and what should not and um, I know for myself that line involves like my kids and my family so, like, I don't post, like, updates and of my kids. I don't post a lot of pictures I, of their faces or anything. Like, I keep that all private because that's just, like, my personal line. Um, so I have – I used to have a, my Facebook account p- um, public because I wanted people to, like, find me that way or something. I don't know what that was about. But then I realized, like, holy shit, I have all these strangers, strangers, thousands of strangers Following me and consuming like my private life, like that was, that wasn't a good feeling. So I like did a super overhaul. Like I deleted, this was also like when I was in my third trimester of pregnancy and I think it involved like my nesting instinct, but I like trashed my like two thirds or something of my, um, my friends list on Facebook. I went from like, whatever, having thousands of friends on Facebook to having like a few hundred Um, and it's only people that I like actually know that I'm still actually in contact with, that I have real relationships with that actually give a fuck about me and my kids. Like, so if I do, and I don't even do this often, but if I am posting like an update, like once, once a year, even it's almost like my Christmas card at this point, I'll post an update. Like, you know, we're doing well, like here are the kids or whatever. Like only the people that I care about and who care about me are consuming that. And that just felt good. It felt like I had more control over like what I was producing, what content I was pu- putting out, um, and and all of that. So just creating that boundary helped me feel better about my time on the internet. And um, the last thing I want to touch on, which is like one of the biggest parts of this social media detox, is finding alternatives to relieve boredom because like at the end of the day that's like the reason we're constantly grabbing our phones is because we want to distract ourselves from being bored or for feeling any emotion any negative feeling even though boredom isn't a negative feeling like let's debunk that right now it's okay to be bored it's okay to do nothing it's okay to just like sit and stare into space and let your brain settle for a second but like we've been taught and conditioned for some time that like that's not okay and there's all this shame around it so yeah there's no shame in resting. There's no shame in sitting in silence and doing nothing. You don't have to be meditating. You don't have to be doing anything. Just like stare at the wall. Just like listen to your thoughts for a second. Just like, whatever, do nothing, do nothing. It's okay. Um, but yeah, relieve your boredom in other ways. Um, I think that over the seven days that we're doing the detox, that's been like the, the best part of it because before we signed off, like I said, like we We prepared with all these like alternatives to fill our time that didn't involve social media, Um, like alternative forms of media, like books and blogs and and podcasts or whatever, and like exercise and in-person activities and self-care things and, you know, to-do list stuff, like all these other parts of our life that we can be attending to. um, We focused on them and we called attention to them on these seven days and yeah, I feel like um, something that I've been doing to relieve in those moments where I want to reach for my phone, I have nothing to do, and I want to like entertain myself. I've been reading. I like grab a book and read it, and it's great. Obviously, listening to books. I think at the beginning or end of this episode, you'll hear an ad because um, I've, I'm like hooked up with Audible now. So everybody who listens to the podcast gets a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial. You'll hear the ad for that later with like the link or whatever. But like do that. Like I listen to Audible almost every day. I listen to podcasts a ton. That's why I started this one in the first place cuz I fucking love podcasts. Um there's so many other things to be doing when you need when you feel like reaching for your phone. Um get up and stretch, like whatever. Like there's or like I said do nothing. So, yeah. That's like a that's like a good boundary I think that is like stopping yourself before you reach for the phone, like, like, uh, like developing that, that gap between feeling bored and hand on phone. And this, these seven days away from the apps really helps me, I feel, develop that gap and make it bigger so that I can first, before the phone is in my hand and I'm scrolling, I can first feel that I'm bored and decide for myself what to do with that. How do I want to relieve that boredom? do I want to re- distract myself? Do I want to just sit and feel it? Whatever it is. Like I I'm a, I allow myself that space. I give myself that space to feel what I'm feeling in the moment instead of like immediately self-soothing with the phone. So yeah. Um that's that's kind of my my riff on on boundary setting when it comes to social media. I think that's like a really important thing for us to consider when we do sign back online. Um, like I said, this episode is being released early to all of you who, um, participated in the detox with me. But, um, if you're listening to this, when it comes out for everybody, thank you. Um, thank you for all the people who participated with me. Of course, thank you a million times. And then just thank you to everyone. Thank you to all of you listeners out there, everybody who's consuming my content. Like I'm so thrilled that I've been able to start developing this community and talking to people directly who want to talk about this stuff like I've been writing and sharing on the internet for a good amount of years and it really for a lot of the time feels like I'm just like screaming into the void and hoping that somebody hears me but you know lately with with the podcast and with you know the focus that I've been making on my content and where I've been shifting the the community that is forming around the content is really something special to me. And it's like, there are people now who want to be a part of this conversation, who have something to say, who want to engage. And I'm just so excited to see where this thing goes. And I'm so grateful to all of you who are like doing this thing with me and give a shit about it and want to see more of it. So thank you. Thank you a million times. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be back next week with a guest, um, another badass, brilliant, amazing, super cool guest um, like we have every Friday and, um, that's it for me. So that was my solo episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please talk to me, please hang out with me on the internet. You know, I love it. You can email me if you have any questions or any comments, any feedback, anything at all. Talk to me. I love it. I love talking to you guys. So you can reach me on email. That's Lauren at podcast, no, that's not it. It's Lauren at perfectpodcast dot com. That's Lauren at P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast dot com. That's my email. Chat with me. I love it. Also, obviously you can hang out with me on Instagram when I do sign back on. That's where I'll be most of the time. DM me there, comment, whatever it is, at perfectpodcast, P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And, um, yeah, our secret Facebook group is like my favorite place to be online. Also when I'm not working on the podcast, I'm hanging out there. It's like, I love hanging out there. I love everyone who's in there. Um, that's the perfect people private party. All this will be linked, um, in the episode notes below, but yeah, hang out with us. Talk to us. Just keep doing this thing with me. I love it. I love it. I love hanging out with all of you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, for those of you who were detoxing with me, welcome back to the internet. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, and that's about it, guys. Thank you again for listening. See you next Friday. Bye-bye. All right, perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed Having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at perfectpodcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, Pixar didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.